Hey, welcome to another episode of the Stop Think Podcast. So, in this one, we are finally going to bring morals back into the equation. It's been a long time since we've considered them really at all. But um, we're going to do just that right now. So, overall, um, treating sex like a commodity is wrong. The reason why it's wrong is because it dehumanizes people. Um, it A prostitute, for instance, goes from being a person to being an object for physical pleasure. Uh, girls on OnlyFans go from being people with hopes, dreams, and feelings to being objects of pleasure. All the people who, like you see in the sex industry... They all have families. They have people who care for them. Uh, potentially, they don't have too many people who care for them or a very good family. And that's um, like potentially why they're in the industry in the first place. Um, that's probably like one of the biggest drivers potentially into the uh, sex work industry is basically like a pursuit of love and attention something like that but um they're people they have they have parents they they had to come into the world somehow and so they have souls i would say which i'm convinced exist and being used objectified whatever you want to call it uh, a lot of people would maybe call it liberated now or whatever but that's really silly if you think about it that um they're essentially providing like a service that's like dispensable to basically like um you know They, um, are being used for someone to achieve physical gratification. And then after that, they're basically paid money for being allowed to be, or allowing themselves to be used for that. And then that's it. That's, that's the end of it. There's nothing uh, more to it in theory and like i kind of mentioned earlier a couple episodes back just by the nature of the economics of how this works every time you engage in something like that with someone you decrease the overall value of it to the next person who partakes in it so essentially if you if you don't care whatsoever about there being any significance to who you share yourself with, I guess, then it doesn't matter. But if you do want to have like a relationship with someone at some point where, you know, you're, um, the relationship has some degree of specialness to it. One of the ways to bring specialness is basically through exclusivity and scarcity in a sense and so 
if the whole entire internet has seen you naked, then it's not very special for any person you end up with going forward to also see you naked. Like they could easily retrieve the the same images from the internet without really ever having to interact with you. And so realistically, the only specialness is the fact that you're once, like we talked about last episode, is every, every interaction you have with a human being, every relationship, every conversation is a unique thing and it comes with an opportunity cost. And it's this opportunity cost that makes our interactions with people special because essentially whenever you choose to spend time with someone doing something, you're choosing not to spend that time with someone else or doing something else. And so as a result, that's kind of what you have to fall back on to preserve the uniqueness and specialness of your relationships with people. If you have been around the block in terms of, I guess, putting yourself out there for lack, for lack of a better way to put it. If that's the case, then the specialness you bring to the relationship is basically like your commitment to it and the fact that you're in it and not in a relationship with someone else. But with that said, we are going to max out the JPMs here. Uh, I kind of believe that people are created in the image of God and therefore incredibly valuable. Uh, people are special, unique, and they're to be treasured. And like I said earlier, I think that they have souls. And I think that souls are somewhat fragile. They, um, they can be damaged. And I'm not saying that the damage is irreparable, but I am saying that for anyone who's ever talked to like a child who has yet to be corrupted by the world. That's kind of what I mean, like when I, I refer to like an undamaged soul is someone who is still hopeful and bright and vibrant and full of energy and who has potential and feels like they can conquer the world. Once you get to be my age and age is much older than that, the, uh, the toll of basically the day-to-day life, uh, the struggles, the pain, the suffering, the trials, um, failed relationships, disappointment, lost dreams, all of that stuff kind of works on you and does damage and it erodes. And I think it would be emotionally draining and mentally draining to repeatedly sleep with different people when there's no meaning tied to that. Cause essentially I feel like you'd be decreasing your, your self-worth in a sense. The Bible in Genesis says basically that um, when people get married, uh, a man and woman shall leave their parents and become one flesh. And I kind of think that there is some truth to that at a spiritual level. Because when you become intimate with someone, I think that there is kind of like an exchange of your souls. You rub off on them and they rub off on you to a certain extent. And there's some joining that goes on. And when a 
relationship that has been intimate fails, it's a lot more painful than when a relationship that has not been intimate fails because of that, that soul bonding. And people kind of say that they can separate sex from intimacy, but I don't think that really works the way that people thinks it works. Like, I think that a lot of the time, um, a person might be able to do that, but I think it comes at a cost. And that cost is you have to do it so many times that it literally becomes meaningless to you. And I'm not sure that you really want to reach a point with it where it is meaningless. So basically, each time you sleep with someone, you decrease the worth and the specialness of the experience. And that's emotionally harmful. You form attachments and then you break them. And... Exposing yourself to the world is kind of the same. Like I said earlier, if everyone has seen you in your birthday suit, there's no longer anything special or mysterious about it. It makes you kind of an object and it strips you of some of your dignity. This uh, makes relationships rough. It creates baggage. Uh, A good example is like... We live in a society where, although it's, I guess, saturated at this point with, like, sex-related stuff, like, you can see, I don't think we're to the point yet where you can see, like, nudity and stuff on TV, like, just run-of-the-mill, but um, you can see girls in bathing suits pretty much without anyone batting an eye at this point. And then the movies like the big screen, you can definitely see your fair share of like nude scenes and all that stuff. And we're becoming progressively more and more as a society open to that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it hasn't been widely accepted and If it were, then why would people wear clothes, basically? If it were okay to run around and, like, if people wanted the world to see them naked, they could potentially do that. I think there's still laws in the books that prevent, like, people from being nude in public and stuff like that, but it... Evidently, like, there, there's some ingrained modesty still left in our society that is there. And I think even, like, in Hollywood, you can kind of see that, like, this modesty is to the benefit of those who wield it almost like at this point, when I think of like female actresses, it's probably more rare to be one who hasn't done any like nude scenes than to be one who has. 
and I think like basically um, that can almost kind of be like a selling point, I guess, if you're, if you're, um, naked and everything, then it's not really a big deal and potentially not that, that, um, basically you've already pushed all the boundaries and there's nowhere left for you to go. But if you never do that kind of stuff, and then you slowly start rolling it out over your career, that kind of creates like basically the same level of anticipation that there should be in like a relationship that's not messed up basically where, um, your audience in the case of a relationship, your partner has to keep coming back if they want more and more of you and they have to pay for it each time. And so that's kind of like going back to like the whole entire getting married thing. I truly think that like from a moral standpoint, girls shouldn't sell themselves short basically. Um, they have the cards, really. They're the the one who guys are... I think guys are more interested in girls than girls are interested in guys, generally speaking. And so they should basically use this to their advantage to get what they want out of their relationships. So do you want, like, a ring or something like that? It's like a fancy engagement ring? Do you want... um to get married specifically? Do you want to be proposed to in a specific way? Do you want to go on trips and that kind of stuff? If the answer is yes, but that there's no reason for your partner to do any of that, then you're kind of like, you've gotten yourself in kind of a, a bind because like we've talked about before, people always follow the incentives and the best way to get people to do stuff is to incentivize them to do it. And it's usually best to use positive incentives because making someone do stuff because if they don't, you're going to hurt them. Isn't really a good idea. Usually results in more problems than it helps solve. So kind of getting back to the topic here. I kind of think that humans do have souls and that the souls are basically damaged every time they're joined with someone else's soul and then ripped apart as a result of a relationship failing. And the more times you join your soul with someone and rip it apart, the more damage it's going to be and the harder time you're going to have in each subsequent relationship. And that's something that's truly not something you want. You don't want to, like, assuming you find that fairy tale person that you see in all the Disney movies who is just meant for you, you don't want to reach that person when you are basically a flaming train wreck who has been through, like, 18 different relationships, all of which that have ended poorly and resulted in you having, like, trust issues and emotional damage and abuse, fears, and all that stuff. So 
So basically having a ton of relationships isn't necessarily better. It's potentially what I would say is it, it would, you would be better off to have one very, 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 very good relationship than you would be to have five just all right relationships. So with that said, like to summarize everything, basically I kind of think that um, sleeping around is generally a bad idea. I think that it's immoral and it's not something you want to be doing. The reason I think this is because I think that it damages you when you do it and it kind of basically complicates your life. I've never had this experience with someone, but I can kind of imagine that it must be pretty weird running into someone later down the road who you've been physically intimate with and then having to like know how to act with that person. Uh, I saw a meme a while back, which basically said, you can't unlick my butt hole, which is hilarious if you think about it because it's probably true but that's kind of what i'm talking about is like once you do that with someone and i don't know that i'd ever recommend doing that because it seems horrendously unsanitary and very unhealthy like if you want to catch yourself some sort of nasty bacterial infection that would probably be the way to do it but um if you're gonna do something like that with someone and then your relationship's going to flame out like going forward how do you even like deal with that like i don't i don't know how i would ever be able to like if i were on the receiving end of that which would be really 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 freaking weird to start with I could kind of see it as being like a ha-ha moment for myself. Like anytime I would see someone who did that to me out in public, and if they were trying to act like snooty and above me or whatever, it'd be kind of hilarious, I think, because like, ha, you can't unlick my butthole, as the meme says. But um, on the flip side, when you're the one doing the licking, then I, I don't know how you come back from that. I don't know how you ever like would be able to, if you saw the person and you ended your relationship on poor terms and you run into them in public, like I just, just thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm like, ugh, I, I don't know how you would process that. And um, back in the old days, there were kind of like unwritten rules of courtship. And those rules were kind of like, you don't publicly embarrass or disgrace um, people you've been intimate with. But those rules have kind of like gone to the wayside now. And so realistically, beside the moral ramifications of like damaging yourself, um, you're also like running the risk of like, like damaging yourself emotionally, you're also running the risk of like damaging your reputation if you shack up with someone who's a despicable person and then later on the road, they sell you out. Like uh, you see this all the time with the whole entire like revenge porn thing that was kind of going on for a while. 
think that's actually illegal now. Or at least I thought it was. It's never been applicable to me. I've never been in the possession of contraband like that. But, but um, yeah, I mean, like, you hear about it happening occasionally where people, like, have these compromising videos of people and then the relationship goes south and then the party decides you know what f you and they decide to release the compromising videos and that does a decent amount of damage because you go from being like there's a part of us that is basically programmed for decency i think and it's the same part of you that doesn't necessarily want your mom to see you naked and that kind of stuff. And it's like just some stuff that you don't really want to deal with, I guess, or whatever. Or your grandma and that kind of stuff. I think that's tied to the whole entire human dignity thing. And so, like, essentially, you have, like, family and people who care about you and people who are interested in your best interests and you have, like, employers and all that kind of stuff. And then when you have your pictures and this kind of stuff, like, leak out, that changes the dynamics of things because, like, if you're a chick, for instance, and you had an ex and he had pictures of you, and you broke up and then he released them on the internet then going forward every time you have like a job interview or some sort of interaction with the public or something like that people have the ability to google search stuff on the internet and if they google you and your ex was the kind of asshat who's going to tie your name to the pictures he released your uh, nudes are going to come up in the search results and then your future employer is going to basically see you naked. So you see those advertisements where people like do the zoom interviews with their pants, like not on, and they just have like underwear and then like a dress shirt or a suit on top. And then they accidentally stand up for whatever reason or something. Basically like, yeah, the whole entire dealio. That's kind of the same thing as with this, but much worse because To be taken seriously, it really helps if the whole entire room has not seen you naked. I just think that's a crucial part of making things work out for you. So anyway, getting back to this whole entire dealio. As far as I'm concerned, uh, for me, it would be enough to just say, like, the Bible says sexual immorality is wrong, and therefore you shouldn't engage in it because of that. But the, 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 the spiel I've kind of given you here is basically kind of along that lines. Like, instead of just accepting it as wrong because of that, my reasoning, in additional support to accepting it as wrong just because the Bible says so, is basically because of the emotional, physical, and mental damage that um, engaging in sexual immorality could potentially cause you. And the damage I speak of here is 
the risk you're exposing yourself because like obviously there's STDs and all that stuff. But um, in addition to that, there's potential of people trying to get revenge on you. There's the potential of stuff ending up on the internet. There's the potential of just your mental and emotional health taking a hit because you got close to someone, you got intimate with someone, you knew the very, very, very fine details of their human form. And then all of a sudden, you no longer have any involvement with them. The relationship is broken. You're not talking to them anymore. You no longer like each other. And that's a lot to reconcile when um, you're actually like a human being with an actual functioning heart and soul and brain. So yeah, some people have no problem just um, ending relationships and moving on and acting like everything is fine and for them, it might be because they could potentially be completely heartless and devoid of any actual like morals. There are sociopaths and psychopaths in our society, people who are incapable of actually empathizing and feeling emotions. But um, most people are not like that. And for most people, there is going to be a toll every time you have a failed relationship. Not only are you going to have the missing yearning in your heart and the lost love, but you're also going to have the deeper questions like, is there something wrong with me? Did I mess something up? And all that stuff to try and wade through. And that's no more fun either. So essentially big picture here. I kind of think that from a moral perspective, your sense of right and wrong, uh, all that stuff kind of comes from, the moral law, which everyone kind of has a sense for. And I think the reason it exists is because right and wrong stuff, stuff that's wrong is damaging and has consequences. And I think that the Bible, for the most part, the stuff that's considered sinful in there, stuff that's considered wrong is sinful and considered wrong because it causes damage to various aspects of the human experience. But I guess, what do I know? I'm just some guy on the internet. But from a moral standpoint, I think for best results, what a person should do is essentially not sleep around until you're married. And by not sleep around, I mean not sleep with your marital partner. I think realistically, for best results, it's probably best if you only sleep with one person, that person only, throughout your whole entire life. And I think you want to do a good job choosing that person. And beyond that, I think that when you're trying to find that person, it's best if you keep the intimacy to an absolute minimum. So holding hands, hugging, that's probably okay. Kissing might be okay too, but it's a slippery slope. And I wouldn't advise going further than that unless you are engaged basically and know you're going to get married. And I would also make sure that um, you're not sending pictures of yourself to people that could potentially use those pictures to take advantage of you or to exploit you. You never know who has honor and who doesn't. And in a failed relationship, you can't really count on the person you were in a relationship with to be faithful and to honor basically your trust by giving them pictures of yourself in the first place. So yeah, 
Be smart. Wait until you're married. If you don't, you get to suffer the consequences, whatever those may be. So with that, we are finally done with this topic, and we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled programming. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Have a great day, and I hope you enjoyed our discussion about all things sex and prostitution related. Thank you once again.